Welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast. This is a podcast about origin stories, thoughts, and whatever else may come up. Please subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. I hope you enjoy these wonderful conversations. And thank you again for listening. This episode is with Dana Pereira. She's the host and producer of That Trophy Wife Life podcast. A wife, a mother, a podcaster, and so much more. She's from the Steel City where we learned where she had her first beer. There's an island near Pittsburgh. What her superpower is and dive into some spirituality for good measure. It was a blast having her on my podcast and I got to hear her laugh, which I love. So I hope you enjoy it as well. Have a great day. There it is. Hi, everybody. I'm with Dana Piera, the celebrity That Trophy Wife Life <laughs> podcaster. She is amazing. And if you've not heard her podcast, you should. And welcome, Dana. Thank you. I know we've talked uh, back and forth for a few months just to trying to get you on my podcast. And, well, you're a wife, you're a mother, you are a prolific podcaster, and you're also on other people's podcasts, too, like mine, of course. But you've been on others as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a, a busy few months <laughs> trying to go on to all of the shows and then doing the show myself, too. Right. And how did, where did you come up with this idea? I mean, how did this happen? What's the, you know, origin story of that Trophy Wife Life podcast, which just started season three? Yeah, so I was uh, just kind of on Twitter doing my thing and uh, I knew that I kind of wanted to do something more with it. Um, and I started doing some videos on YouTube that I thought were fun and then I was like, well, how can I like take this out there without having to put my face on something? Because <laughs> it's a lot of work to do video. <laughs> and then I was listening to a couple of podcasts too. And I was like, all right, well, that sounds fun. Maybe I'll try that. I'll, you know, try and be a podcaster. Right. And I kind of just took off with it. And then I ended up on video anyways. And I have a YouTube channel too. So right. that didn't go as planned, but... <laughs> Well, life is never happens when you plan it. And you being a mother know that way better than the rest of us. Yeah. So, yeah. Right? That's the truth. <laughs> Every day is a new adventure that you didn't plan on. I'm sure. Oh yeah. And then you kind of have to like, let it all go too. You, you can't, uh, you can't have an expectation of control whenever you have kids, because kids can't be controlled. So you have to have some level of just like, let it all go and see what happens and roll with the punches because otherwise you will be miserable. This is true. And um, I'm in my fifties. I don't have kids. So, so, but I admire the crap out of anybody who, who has them just even babysitting, you know, as a kid, my stepmother uh, babysat kids, and so I had to actually change a lot of diapers and stuff like uh -huh. that. Like, wow. How do you do that every day and nonstop? I just, I'm so amazed that and my sister that was a single mother for a very long time raising kids. So I just have so much respect and admiration for people who, you know, can do that and do that well. You know, it's funny. Whenever I was growing up, I have um, a little brother and a little sister that are 12 and 13 years younger than me. So I did a lot of diaper changing and taking care of them. 
And I used to say all the time, like, oh, this is the best method of birth control like ever. And then I had kids at 23. So <laughs> clearly yeah. it was not a great method of birth control. <laughs> you right. should probably use a condom or something too. <laughs> yeah, you might want to think about that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, birth control is always good. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, because I, I that kind of became a little bit of method of birth control for me because I'm like, I changed a lot of other kids' diapers. You know, they weren't my family, but my stepmother babysat. So it's like, wow, you know, and I've seen it all. You yeah. Know? So whatever. It's just, but then it just that just kind of happened that way. And now I'm in my fifties. I'm going. I'm getting that urge to have kids, and, but that's a whole different podcast. <laughs> Well, I'm now telling my teenagers because they have little ones now around two. My youngest is three and then my oldest is 15. And he's always saying like, oh, this is the best birth control. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I thought that too. Wrap it up, kid. Wrap it up. (laughs) (laughs) You might think that this is a great method of birth control, but it's not. So (laughs) no, it really, it really isn't. So, but wow. And one of the coolest things I like about you is you're from Pittsburgh. Yeah, and born and raised. Yeah, like the Three Rivers and all of that. And growing up as a kid in the 70s myself, you know, I always heard about Pittsburgh. And then in early 2000s, I dated somebody from Pittsburgh. So it was a long distance relationship, which I don't recommend it to anyone ever. Oh, so yeah, I that's a bad idea. Them. It's a bad idea. And yeah. But I went back and forth to Pittsburgh. I had a blast there. It was it was the Plaxico Burris day, so we ran into a bunch of Steelers down at whatever that Union Station thingy is. Uh huh. You know? So we had a blast. I had a blast in Pittsburgh, and I absolutely freaking loved that city. And so I didn't was know your what. was your girlfriend a Steelers fan? Oh yeah, Donna okay. Was a fan. <laughs> yeah. So she was, it was great. You know, it was. We didn't actually date during the NFL season, so because it was the off season. No, it was right during the playoffs, and I don't think the Steelers were in the playoffs at that time. But anyway, yeah. we got to see a bunch of them hang out with them, and they were they were as chill as chill could be. I mean, they, yeah. they didn't care. They really didn't. But that town is such a blue-collar town. So, But I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And then I listened to your podcast, and there's some sort of island somewhere where you have what is that about? So I use the word island because that's what we call it. And it is an island. It's in the middle of the Allegheny River. Um, right. It's called Lazy Day Island. And my dad was a part of it. It's not very big. It's a tiny little thing. You could fit. Um, I wonder, I want to say maybe there was like 20 or 30 members of the island. Oh, wow. And, you know, some people just pitched a tent and stayed there. Some people built shelters on the island. And it was like the coolest experience growing up. I just get on the boat five minutes across the river, get to the island. And then you were, you know, camping and, you know, all of the adults were sitting around fires, drinking beers and the kids were all going crazy. And (laughs) it was a lot of fun, though. True. So that's it was the island, the first place you drank a beer. It seems like um, that's the perfect place. 
it was the first place that I drank a beer, actually, because us kids used to sneak them from the adults' coolers. And then they had a place, it was called the Back Channel, which was basically just a wooded part of the island that people would uh-huh. go to fish. Yeah. And so we would sneak the beers and then we would go into the back channel and drink the beer. <laughs> yeah, it just seemed like that would be like the best place to go to to just sneak a beer because nobody's around and nobody's going to nobody's going to call you out. They're like you're on an island, who cares? Yeah, and you know it's funny. I remember whenever I was very little, uh maybe between 5 and 7 or so. And uh we ran out of little kid drinks, which we were drinking like those little huggies and mm-hmm. My dad was like, well, here, just take a sip of my beer because <laughs> I was so thirsty. And he was like, just here, here take a sip of my beer. <laughs> that is wild. I, yeah, I remember, I'm not sure where I was. My dad handed me a Schlitz. I was like a teenager, 16 or 17. And I'm like, oh, it was the worst thing I've ever tasted. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It was, he drank plain label beer and things like that. I'm like, like from Milwaukee. He's like, oh, yeah. so bad. So, so bad. My dad was a, a champagne of beers drinker. He's Miller oh. High Life was his beer of choice. And he oh, would, uh, he would fill, there was a huge coffee mug that he had. And every morning he would go to the convenience store. It was called Kogo's. It was like a 7-Eleven. And he yeah. would fill it up with his coffee and go for a drive and go fishing. And every weekend he would fill up that same huge mug with Miller High Life. <laughs> and you always knew when he was out of beer because he'd go, Dana, how much do you love me? And I'd go, all right, dad. And I'd get up and go to the refrigerator and get him another beer. <laughs> that was like our cue. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then you you ended up in San Diego and now – and. In listening to your podcast, I think it's funny because it's I kind of resemble it a little bit. You get cold. Anything below 70 degrees now. I am spoiled rotten living here. Right? It was 55 and raining yesterday, and I was pissed. I was like, <laughs> this is bullshit. We pay a sunshine tax. Like, <laughs> I do not like it when it's cold and rainy at all. <laughs> yeah, I I never thought about it being called a sunshine tax until I listened to your podcast. Cause like, and then I lived in LA as you, I think you know that I lived there for like five years and that's the best way to describe LA and the cost of living there. You just pay a sunshine tax, deal with it. Yeah. And 55 and rainy in San Diego is like, Oh my, that is the worst. It's got, everybody's probably, it was just freaking out. And the thing that's really funny about it is if you are from San Diego you love the rain because you're not used to having rain. So people that are from here love, they're like, yes, it's raining. All right. Like they get excited about it. And people that are not from here that transferred from every other cold part of the country are like, what the fuck is this? This is bullshit. Like <laughs> I moved, I moved here to get away from that. Right. And then, then you get to that point where you actually enjoy a thunderstorm and, you know, but you don't have to, enjoy it every day of the week and seven days a yeah. week. And, and that, I always thought the upper Midwest, I was in Iowa, Nebraska, so somewhat like Pennsylvania in terms of weather, but that humidity always was worse than coastal humidity to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we don't get a whole lot of thunderstorms and stuff like that around here. No. So it is, I do love whenever we get that, if it's going to rain, I want to show, you know, like, give me mm-hmm. the thunder, give me the lightning, entertain me. If you're going to rain on my parade. Okay. <laughs> that, just, that describes you really well though. So like, if there's some drama, you know, come on, give me some drama. Give me some one thunderstorm, some lightning. Come on. No. And bring it. Cause yeah. I think that's, what makes you tick a little bit. And that's just, you know, why I wanted you on my podcast. Cause I just, I find you fascinating. You just make me laugh a lot. And I, you have one of the best laughs though. So. Oh, thank and you. You do. Cause you, you, I was listening today and I don't normally prep for podcasts. I just try to let it flow, but I was just supposed to do a couple episodes today just to prep. And that's, you know, you told one story and you were just almost out of breath laughing. And I, I was trying to clean my house. I had to sit down on my floor, just start laughing just because of your laugh. You have this thing about you. Thank you. Yeah. If where, Was it the episode that we just released? Was it that story? Yeah. The one of my yeah. friends? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. that one. Yes, that story where, yeah, go ahead. I mean, about the lady who was puking and then she was. I don't remember what the other part was. Peeing every time yeah. that she peed. Right. Well, she, she, and you were just, it's, it, he was, and uh, I can't remember his name. I AJ. Like, yeah, AJ was like, you're just laughing and it's so inappropriate. And I, was, <laughs> and I was in tears just because of your reaction. But that's what makes you, Dana, makes you, you. And that's, why I reached out to you because I was like, I got to have this girl on my podcast just for the laugh alone. I'm, and I gave myself a challenge. Like, I got to get this girl to laugh. And I'm not usually, you know, whatever, because I just like to let it flow. But wow, I love your laugh. Thank you. you yeah, always I always had a good sense of humor like that. Um, I don't think so, actually. I, it surprises people. I, I talk a lot about it now, but uh, I was an embarrassingly angry person for a very, very long time. Uh, oh, I was, I was a horrible teenager. I was angry at the world. I was angry at everyone. I had low self-esteem. I felt unloved. I really had to do a lot of work on myself to get where I am today. And I didn't even start that road until I turned 30. I was 30 before I decided I was really sick of being angry at the world. And uh, I started reading self-help books and I started doing therapy and I, you know, really started wanting to feel good because it doesn't feel good to have more bad days than good days. It was, you know, it's, if every day you wake up and you're just mad at the world and then one time you have like a happy day where you're feeling good, you really start to recognize like, wow, shouldn't this be flipped the other way around? Shouldn't I be happy more and not angry? And it was a me problem because I wasn't doing the work. I was just blaming mm-hmm. everybody else. And wow. uh yeah, here we are nine years later, and uh, I feel a lot better. My relationships are all better, and I'm not going to say that I have it all figured out. I certainly do not, but laughing is one of the ways to get there for me. I had to realize that I couldn't control shit, and sometimes you just got to laugh at the stuff that is happening around you. I agree. You just – and one of the things I – you know, I'm a coach, you know – 
letting go. I have to teach myself how to let go and laugh at it. Like, okay, whatever. That just happened. Okay. You, you know, we all have choices. Be laugh, you know, be happy or be angry and angry. See, I, I gave up revenge and regrets a long time ago. Yeah. Now I just laugh at myself for the stupid things that, you know, like, you know, I used to be ashamed for this story that I don't know if I've ever told this on my podcast, but where, and I'll tell it now because you're the perfect person to tell the story to. You really are, Dana, because you've got that sense of humor. So I was a kid and in small town, Iowa, I grew up in a really small town of 400 people. And there was in the middle of the winter, we, we get bored and we would climb up on the backs of the, uh, storefronts and literally storefronts is like five or six stores. We didn't have very many mm-hmm. stores. Right. And we get on the roof of them and throw snowballs at cars because we were bored kids. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Well, I did, I grew up in a town of a, about 400 people and we had a town drunk and somebody hit him. It wasn't me, of course. <laughs> oh, shit. He stops. Yes. And you know, he was, <laughs> you know, he was plastered and my house is just right basically off the back of the roof across an alley and run into the door. You know, unfortunately he stopped, cut through in between a couple of the buildings. The, my brothers who were with me got into the house and one of them, my younger stepbrother was staring at the door looking at me because he caught me and pinned me up against <gasps> the wall of my garage. It just started yelling. He didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he just right, yeah. yelled at me because he was mad because we had two snowballs. We hit his car, and I peed <laughs> my pants. Yeah, I literally yeah. peed my. I'm like 11 <laughs> years old, and I'm just like, and my stepbrother's looking over there, just laughing. It looked like to me, that's a great childhood story. Dude, what, how terrifying though! Like the town drunk is yelling in your face. <laughs> I would be. I'd probably piss my pants too. <laughs> right, but. Now you either, why be angry about that? You know, that's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's funny. So I yeah. love those kind of stories. Though, but, you know, it's, it's better to just laugh through stuff, whatever it's going, you're going through and just enjoy it and go, all right, this is teaching me a lesson. I'm going to get this and I'm going to figure it out and I'll, and move on through it. Yeah. And I think that that's like another important thing. Like sometimes when I really feel like I'm in the thick of it, like if I'm in the thick of a slump or something like that, I just Mm -hmm. remind myself, like you have to go through the slump. You don't just get to have like the great day and the greater day. There are times where you have to, you have to get through this. You just have to have the best attitude that you can while you're in the slump. And then you come out and everything's good again for a little while until you hit the next bump in the road, which there absolutely will be many, 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 many bumps in the road. But it's all about your attitude, right? Right. And I, you had that light bulb switch at about 30. And I think that's when mine started too, because I'm just like, and that's when I got, I, it was maybe 10 years later, I'm like, I was writing goals every year and whatever. And that, that, that shit wasn't working for me, Dana. It wasn't. That's when I finally hired a life coach. And then that translates into, that's what I do now. Aside uh-huh. from me, I'm literally a barista too, which I'm learning how to make drinks, which I have truthfully, I love because my boss owns the place and she wants me to have three days off so I can do my other job and do uh-huh. what I want to do and do this. Cause this is like the drug. I love this. 
this that's is awesome of choice yeah I, I, just like you you i know you enjoy the crap out of your podcast Oh, I do. I do. And that was one of the things I swore up and down. Like when it's not fun anymore, I'm done. I won't do it yeah. anymore because I, who wants to do that? But I'm having a fucking blast doing it. I know. I'm I talking know. to people. It's so fun. I'm getting different stories from people and just, it's very fun to get people on the show and be able to get like because uh, as you know, we take different subjects each week and then we gather a bunch of stories from listeners they all submit them and then we talk about them. And that's another thing is I get to hear all of these people's stories on whatever topic it is that we pick that week. And it's so fun to me. Yeah. Just for my listeners, what kind of topics? Because they're going to go and find you, trust me. What kind of topics do you normally do? All right. So um, like my next episode is the Mother's Day episode and we're doing a whole episode on mom fails. So and then for Father's Day, I'll probably do a dad fails episode just to like stay in line. Uh, We've done episodes on um, like the funniest drunk stories. Um, I have a pranks episode coming up, like the funniest pranks that anyone ever pulled. Yeah. Uh, we've oh, done the dumbest criminals and the funniest world records, you know, shout out to Mike in Florida that has the smallest penis on record. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. I love it. My listeners like, what? Like, yeah, that's yeah. Great. That's what, that, but that's why I wanted you on. Cause you bring that kind of stuff. I yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called that trophy wife life. And a lot of times people think that all I'm doing is talking about mom shit. And that's not true. We, we have episodes across the board and a ton of different subjects. You had uh, Sam G on and I listened to that. That was really good. And that really wasn't, that didn't fit into the little, you know, drunk stories kind of thing. It kind of sort of did, but you, and you came up with some great questions like, you know, I'm just like, I so want to interact because like you talked about uh, Disneyland parks and whatever, Uh right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm talking to you both while you're talking. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, my roommate in LA had a season pass and he was in his late forties and single and he had a Disneyland pass. And he was going. (laughs) Yes, that was his thing. It made him happy though. Yeah, but he wasn't taking any kids with him though, right? See, there you go. Oh. So Disneyland is a lot more fun when you're an adult and you're going by your damn self. Whenever you have mm-hmm. three-year-olds in line with you for three hours at a time, it's less fun. <laughs> yeah, especially when in, in peak season two, say on a Saturday in June, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. Because you could, you know, then you go for, you know, like you're, how did you, that's what I wanted to ask you, the seltzer. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? And why is that a thing? Because if to my listeners, you listen to her podcast and you better listen to her podcast. You'll hear that, <laughs> that tab opening and boom, it comes on. And I love that. And you know, Sam noticed it. It was, it was an accident that it happened. Actually, my little sister came to town one time and she was like, oh, you got to try these white claws. They're so good. And I was like, all right. And they're okay. They're not amazing but they're easy to drink when you're sitting next to the pool on a, on a hot summer day. So yeah, I crack a white claw. And then whenever we started doing the podcast, 
I was just drinking a White Claw while it was happening. And then I would crack it open. And I remember the start of season two, I forgot my White Claw on the first day. And I got messages out the gazoo saying like, where was the White Claw? We didn't hear the White Claw. And I was like, oh my God, you guys actually listen for the White Claw. And then it became a thing. And now it's every episode I crack the White Claw. Somehow I'm going to have to like get a game or something going with that, like do a giveaway to see who can time the White Claw or, you know, get the the timestamp right or something. I don't know. I have to figure it out. <laughs> well, why don't they sponsor your podcast for crying out loud? Because right? I'm lazy oh. and I haven't yeah, so reached out to anybody. <laughs> I'm lazy too. I mean, you're in season three. How many episodes have you guys done? For season, many, oh, in yeah, total? Yeah. In total for season one, two, and three, we're at 56 what? episodes, I think. Yeah, I think your 56th episode was earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. That is so awesome. And, and your numbers are off the charts too, right? You're getting a lot of downloads, a lot of plays, right? We are doing pretty well. I mean, we're not, uh, you know, the biggest podcast out there, but I, I feel like we're holding our own pretty well. Yeah, well, I and I think you do great because if I, I tell people if you have a if you have a bad day, just go listen to that. Just go. It, you've got fifty plus episodes to choose from. You'll laugh. Yeah, pretty much in every stinking one of them. And you'll hear the white claw. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, who doesn't want to hear a, 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 a tab opening? Come on. Hey, it's very satisfying right? that like. <laughs> nice. You should yeah, do thank some you. voiceover work. Thank that you. <laughs> but yeah, you guys do a, such a good job and you make me laugh. And it, I, it is my, it is a go-to for me to smile and laugh. And you get a lot of good, and you do a really good job of getting uh, listener participation. Meaning yeah. You solicit a lot of good information. And I remember emailing you because I, I wanted AJ back on there because you two have this weird chemistry. It's just, it works. You say something and then he'll just deadpan back. And it's I know. Just, it's perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect ho- guest host. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. And the, the whole point with like the listener participation and stuff was I didn't want to sit down and do a show about me because who the fuck no. cares about me? You know, like nobody wants to sit down and turn me on and just listen to me talk about stuff. And so- I was like, how do I make this about other people, you know? And that was the perfect way to do that was to have people write in their stories. And then I get to talk about me a little bit and then talk about everybody else a lot. Yeah. But you also filter you a little bit too, because you you'll factor in the answer to that question. Like, you know, for mother's day, mother's fails, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can't, that's going to be a great episode. I mean, seriously. And, you know, so you're going to get listener participation and you'll be, and you'll probably throw in one or two, like, oh yeah, this is what I did. Oh my God, I can't oh, yeah. it. And whoever your guest host is going to be awesome and just filter in on that, which I think is great. Yeah. Yeah. Our, um, you probably know our next guest host, especially if you're on Twitter, uh, mom, yeah, mom jeans, please is our really? next guest host. Oh, my yeah. Goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to just be in not do anything because I'll be in tears laughing so much. 
She's great. She's great. Her name is Kelly also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's great. That is awesome. Yeah, that's going to be wonderful for you guys. What do you like? What do you do besides being a mom, being a podcaster and being, you know, a lovely wife? What else makes you tick and go? Um, you know, not a lot. <laughs> Doing all of those things keeps me pretty busy. In fact, I used to like I have my girlfriends that, you know, my group of friends that I hang out with and, but you know, pandemic hit. So I haven't really seen anybody too much for that. Um, but like the other thing that I really love to do, and I'm going to sound all woo woo and weird, but like spirituality, and I'm not talking religion. I'm talking like spirituality has, I've really started like meditating on things and, Um, I kind of found a whole group of people that I've started talking to online about certain things like, uh, you know, stuff like that. And so I've, I've really kind of gotten into that. And my husband's like, all right, don't get weird though. Okay. (laughs) Like dabble, but don't get weird. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm, you know, me and I'm definitely into that because I, you know, my coaching's, you know, about every thought matters. And that is a lot of spirituality, a little Buddhism. Little just grounding yourself, meditating. I meditate oh. and journal pretty much every freaking day. Yeah. It's helped tremendously. Like I lost my job in IT in 2014 and I just read this book was Live Your uh Live Your Truth. And it just changed me. It made me want to meditate, made me want to journal more. And that helps every especially with you, with everything you've got going on. Being able to ground yourself and just getting getting inside your head and just letting go of all that stuff is a great way to actually help you deal with being a wife and mother podcaster and whatever else you got going on. Yeah, I just got into the meditating not too long ago, and I'm not great at it. I I have to do guided meditations a lot because I can't just like sit and do it. Um, so, but you know what? Start small five minutes here and then work your way up, I found has been really, really helpful. Yeah. If I may suggest, try like uh, Deepak Chopra ones. You can get those for free and they're guided. And they're, that's what I, I started just trying to silence my brain, but I don't have, a, I have a lot of thoughts, but I just let them go. And if there's one of my friends taught me and she's a casting director out in LA and she did a guided meditation for me out in LA and she said, just take the thoughts that you don't want and put them in a balloon and send them out over the ocean. Oh, I like that. You know, so when you're meditating, and I know people who have a lot, a tremendous amount of anxiety, and I keep telling them, like, you know, meditate, let it go. And just, it does, meditation isn't about having no thoughts. It's about watching them and going, okay, yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh huh. When you get to a point of good breathing, four counts in, four counts out, those thoughts tend to just go by the wayside. And then what you really need to know comes to the forefront because you've opened up space and created space in your brain and your mind to actually help you. So, yeah, it's been 
great, actually. I, I like to start my day that way. And mm -hmm. I also like to end my day that way, laying in bed and just being able to do that at the end of the day, I find is very helpful too. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting better at that. For me, it's the beginning of the day. At the end of the day, I'm trying to, and then it's not going very well because if I have wine or whatever, uh -huh. I'm not going to want to meditate or journal or anything <laughs> at the end of the day. I'm like, screw that. I want to listen to yeah. music. Turn on YouTube yeah. and listen to, you know, Black Sabbath or whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, you're not meditating to Black Sabbath? Am I doing uh, this no. wrong? <laughs> no, I'm, I don't think Ozzy Osbourne would appreciate that. Uh. But... Yeah, I've been trying to get a nighttime practice in because, you know, some sort of reflect on my day kind of practice going to where I look at what worked today, what didn't work. That way, when I look back on that day, I can go, okay, this is a practice you need to keep going and you want to do this better, this better. And that's, you know, and I didn't really know that you were starting to dabble in that. So that's really good to hear because I think yeah. it'll help you as a mother and balance everything that you have going on. Yeah, so far so good. I uh I've real I'm like even trying to get my husband into it. <laughs> he's he's resisting, but <laughs> um I'm trying to is he more scientific? He he is. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely that more of that kind of a brain than okay, than I am. Have him try Sam Harris. He's a, he's got some guided meditation. He's got an app on, you know, iTunes or Google play and mm -hmm. something simple, but it's it, Sam is more grounded in numbers and all of that stuff. And I like oh, more cool. spirituality and open. I think that's his name. It's like, I'll, I'll get it right. If I forget it, I'll message you, but okay, uh, great. I think it would work because I know some people who are more into numbers and, and that kind of thing. And, he, I don't really care for him because he's very mechanical. Mm -hmm. but maybe that's something your your husband would like. Yeah, totally. And you know, that's another thing that I love so much is everybody is so different. Like, and and I think so many people forget that about the world and don't allow other people to be different than them. They just want everyone to be the same. And yeah. I find it, exhilarating that everybody is so different. I don't want a single person to be exactly like me. I want to be me and I want you to be you and I want you to do what's right for you. And I want to do what's right for me. And I still want to love you through it anyways. You know, yeah. you, you do that easily. And in talking to you, it's kind of easy to see, but also I hear that on your podcast because that's how your guests feel. I can tell it. So, and I want people to be themselves too. just let them, like they want to be because one of my first memories I, when I was married and I gave up marriage for Lent, but I, we, went <laughs> through L, we went through LAX to get to Hawaii, I think. No, it was San Francisco. It was, so I was in San Francisco and, you know, your biases are there. I grew up in the Midwest and I would go to the airport and they see somebody that looked like me and I, and all of a sudden out of their mouth comes some foreign language that I never heard. And I always loved that. I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Cause yeah. it, a, it made me feel uncomfortable, but it also made me go like, there's something bigger out there than me. And I love that feeling. That's what yes. 
allowing other people to be themselves, you get to see something almost, if you're lucky, you get to see something for the first time. You mm-hmm. know, of a new person, new way of looking at the world. And then you go, wow, that's cool. For me, it was really cool. I yeah. thought it was neat. Have you ever been to um, Costa Rica? No, Dominican Republic. No, not Costa Rica. I went to Costa Rica uh, in 2014, I think it was. And it was like, I left that place a new person. I went in there and they are the happiest, kindest culture. I just like, there was no way that you could go there and not smile ear to ear the entire time with how friendly and lovable and just, and the rainforest, like truly, truly magical. And, uh, God, I left that place and I was like, I'm, this is where I'm coming. If I ever want to feel like super happy, especially meditating, one of the places I'll go to, I'll sit my ass right down in the middle of a rainforest. <laughs> and that's like what keeps me, that keeps that vibration high for me. So were you actually sitting there and was the rain actually coming down? Were you actually oh, yeah. in the rainforest when really all that, and what was that sound like? I'm, that's like, a sound bath to me. It it Those is absolutely where you're at too. By the way, you can find places that do sound baths. Oh, anyway. I haven't even ever heard of that. I did that in L.A. The guy, this dude, came in. We meditated, and it was weird because her meditation was like almost an hour long. It was totally guided, and it uh, felt like five minutes. Wow. So, yeah, she was good. And but this guy came in and did this sound bath which says certain decibel level, certain kind of music, but maybe find a, a rainforest meditation thing. There's so much meditation stuff out there on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Whatever. Find one of those, plug your earphones in like mine, and just find the rainforest. That's yeah, that want. place That's was what you want to meditate oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's clicking now. It's clicking now that we're talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, but that's what I do. That I mean, as a coach, that's what I do. I find those things, and I just talk to somebody long enough, you find something in common. That's what my grandmother said. And oh. It's true. And that's what we do as podcasters. And we, we talk it, to them long enough, and we find something in common. And I, you know, you found, look, the Steelers with you and Sam. Come on. I know, right? Right? What are the odds of that? Not very good. And somebody from Toronto likes the Steelers. Yeah. Now we're best friends. Yeah. (laughs) So you talk to somebody long enough, you'll find something in common. And that's what it works. So that's what I do. I just try to find that. And then like, you love that rainforest in Costa Rica. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to YouTube a bunch of stuff now and see what I, what I have, what my options are. (laughs) Right. Find something on YouTube, guided meditation in the rainforest. Boom. And you're done. And you start off your day perfectly. Yeah. Oh, that place is great. If you ever get the chance, absolutely highly recommend Costa Rica. I want to go back. I'll I'll live there maybe one day. Who knows? (laughs) When the kids are grown, yeah. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah, I, that's what I do, though. That's kind of the fun part of 
a podcasting, but be, you know, being a coach is you try and find those little helpful hints to help people grow and become who they want to be. It's like my coach who's now my friend. She's like, you want to be Kelly 2.0. That's what you're going for. Yeah. And, and it's the journey. You're never going to get there, but it's the journey to get there, which is the fun part. And, you know, I found, you know, uh, I do a lot of attraction stuff. So there's somebody by the name of Abraham Hicks that I listen to, and she's got guided meditation. So I, I do guided meditation all the way through. Once in a while, I'll throw in something that's just sound, you know, a sound, you know, pumping through my ears. So Yeah. Man, and so actually, as you were sitting there talking, you had said something and it sparked something for me because you said, oh, that's what my grandma used to say. And I was like, oh my God, an episode on what old people say, or like the old, like yeah. sayings that they had. Oh yeah, absolutely. You should do that. That You would get that. You, that would blow up too. And you would have fun with that because, you know, we all have those things that are grandparents and aunts and uncles and all you know yeah. used to say absolutely that was that's a, a story that was handed down to me from my mother and it's like wow she was just following my grandmother around in a Woolworth store in Nebraska in central Nebraska and it wasn't a Woolworth store something else but a five <laughs> and dime kind of like that yeah and my grandmother you know was this you know was working sales you know because they were a Catholic family and big family so she had to make some extra money and mom's trailing around after high school and she just said you got it you talk to somebody long enough you'll find something in common and that's how she did sales so yeah she was doing she was you know trying to sell stuff and that's how she made some money and that always stuck to me it's like wow that's how you do it and i've i've got it we have an 18 year old that works at my coffee shop and she's a good uh. kid suffers from a lot of anxiety but she was a, a senior in high school and she's a trainer mm-hmm. for the sports teams what did i do when i was in high school i was a trainer for the sports team in high school oh and, and yeah that's so cool you, you find something in common and then we just we talk shop a little bit and you know, like I'm, I'm kind of connecting it now because that's absolutely true. You end up in a conversation with people and there's always something, whether it's in a hometown that we're linked or I know somebody that knows somebody, or, I mean, I'm constantly reminded at how small the world is and yeah. also how big the world is, you know, yeah. like it's, it's crazy that it can be so small and so big. Yeah, it is. I, it happens to me all the time though those I was playing beach volleyball in Houston which I used to do two, two on two sand volleyball which you know because you're in Southern California mm-hmm. and this gal's wearing this Nebraska shirt and I'm like that's where I'm from you know and I was Iowa Nebraska and I'm a big Nebraska football fan <laughs> and all of that and I just start talking to her and it's like where are you from oh uh, I I think it was like West Bend, Nebraska or something like that, which is uh-huh. the same itty bitty little town where my aunt and uncle are. And she knew them like, yeah, you know, yeah, no. Yeah. I worked for your aunt and uncle. Yeah. They literally worked on their farm. It's like she, and I'm in Houston, Texas, very far away. And that's, you know, she knew my aunt and uncle 
Yeah. Which is just wild. It is. Yeah. But that's how small the world is. It really is. It really is. We're constantly, constantly reminded of it. Yeah. And then, but what I, you know, I'm going to go back and put the spotlight on you, but I think that's what's great about your podcast is you bring us together in these weird, funny moments of life that we laugh at. And just like my story that I just told you, you know, about, you know, the town drunk, you pinning right. up against the thing, you know, you bring us together in those funny moments and we, we get to laugh collectively about all of that. And we go, yeah, oh, I know that. And then, you know, I just think that's a great way to A, build community, B, let us laugh a little bit and see, brings us a little bit closer together and realize we're not so different, but yet we're, I know we're all spread apart, but we're not so different no matter yeah. where we come from. Well, you know, I, I've kind of realized that that's my superpower. Like I always kind of felt like a black sheep and I was screwing up all the time and I was making bad decisions and all of that stuff. But if I didn't make those bad decisions, one, I wouldn't have had as much fun because I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and two, I wouldn't be able to share these stories now. And I have people that reach out to me all the time because I don't try and exude a picture of perfection. I'm like, nah, I am messy. I screw up constantly. I still screw up. I'm 39 years old. I'll probably screw up until the day I die. Uh, but people have reached out to me and said, um, like one person in particular said that I gave them hope because I had talked about how I have done drugs in the past. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I haven't touched a drug in 20 years, but you know, it's talking about it. And then, you know, having somebody be like, Oh God, look at you. You're fine. You grew out of it. Like things are good. Like you give me hope for my kid who is going through the same thing. Yeah, that's amazing. I have that, but that's what we do, though. But then you do it in a, like this funny, lighthearted way about those stories that you tell, and that that does give us hope. But it, it's not this serious on the mountaintop. You shouldn't do you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a friend on my in that known her for quite a while, Myra, and she's been through all of that. Look, the LA, the whole gamut, and she was an actress and she was in movies and did all of that. And now she's just clean and probably happier and considers me to be part of her soul tribe. And that, and she's like you and me, we're meditating and journaling and trying to get aligned with who we really truly are. But then mm-hmm. seeing you or seeing your superpower is bringing this community together of these not just wacky stories but real stories about our vulnerability but giving us a space to laugh about them though mm-hmm. you know to, you know sorry but the aj's you know doing the uh what, what was the dance that he did with the lady oh the dirty dancing lift yes yes <laughs> and he and he just you know that's just that makes us laugh, but then we all go, wow, you know, we, we've been to a wedding where somebody tried to do that. Yeah, every wedding sure. has somebody that tries to do that. <laughs> that song's always played at every freaking wedding. Oh, yeah. There you go. You, you need, for June, you need wedding fails. Okay. <laughs> oh, right? yeah. Wedding, wedding season is a coming, isn't it? Right. It is. Yeah. Wedding fails. You need that. <laughs> mm. 
That is so funny. And you'll, and you'll bring it. That's what's great about, you know, I'm more, my podcast more is a little spiritual, not less, not funny, but whatever. But you also bring that community together to do all of those kind of things and talk about those things and give them a safe space to laugh about their little funny thing. And for somebody who gets their at read, you know, a little notoriety. Yeah. That's fun. And that, it is I fun. Can't, it has to be fun. And you laugh so, so much, seriously. It's so funny because I was editing the episode yesterday and I looked at my husband and I was like, God, I just, I don't stop laughing this entire episode. Like, I feel like that's all I did was laugh the entire time, but I was self-conscious about it. I was like, oh God, Mm -hmm. look at me. All I'm doing is just laughing the whole time. (laughs) It's great. You have a great laugh and I'm sure your husband will tell you that you have a wonderful laugh and when you get going, it's, it's great, but that's what gets your guests out of their vulner, out of their control mode and relax. And then you have fun. And before you know it, an hour is gone. You're like, where'd that go? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I have to do that too. I'm always like timing the episode. I'm always looking like, wait, okay. Because there's like a sweet spot, right? Like the, yes, there there's some people are like, oh, they don't want to go too long. And some people, you don't want it to be too short. You have to like get the sweet spot with the timing. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know if I'll ever go to a Rogan and be able to do a three-hour podcast, but oh boy, there would have to be alcohol and weed or something involved. A lot of it, alcohol. yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I just don't think I could do that. And for me, the sweet spot's about an hour. You know, and I've had a couple that have been like 35, 40 minutes, but I don't care as long as they walk away going, that felt good. And, you know, I think that's fun. And yeah, you walk away... You know, I've given you a couple light bulb moments, so that's good. And you, you have, ideas, and I could always pitch show ideas to you. That's fun. That's yeah. Easy for me. So, but as long as my guests walk away feeling a little bit better, you know, and go, wow, I had a good time. And I always feel great. I have you done been on movie sets or anything like that? I have not, but. Okay. I feel like I should be. So let's put that out there into the universe. <laughs> because I wouldn't hate it. I don't. So on social yeah, media, sure. Go, you know, talk about your podcast, do whatever promotion you have to do. Cause I want people to know about you. I, I think your podcast is brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. All of my stuff can be found on the website and that is that trophywifelife.com. And it has a watch now link. It'll take you straight to the YouTube channel or a listen now, and it will give you um, all of the links to go to the podcast platforms also. Wonderful. Perfect. So you got a website. You do all your editing of your audio and video? I do. Yes. It was definitely a learning curve, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. I might hit you up for some ideas because I think season three, my my season two is going to be probably after my 20th episode and I'm probably going to start doing video. Even Zoom records this. So, you know, but I'm not, I got to figure that out. Yeah. It's a, it was definitely an interesting learning curve, but you go for it. Yeah. I'm always happy to help. I appreciate that. Well, great having you on today, Dana. I'm, I'm just amazed. And I'm always happy when I have a guest on that's 
the highlight of my day. So I appreciate you. I know you got a billion things to do after this. So, but you don't have to record. You don't have to do any editing or anything. You just got to sit and talk, and nobody yeah. else has to do anything. You're like, ah, oh, this is great. That, yep. I don't hate it when somebody says show up, talk, and then go home. <laughs> there you go. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day with your family. Thank you. Thank you again. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.